on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. I always looked at sales as like, you know, shady used car salesman, right? Right. Sales yeah, a lot of people dirty do. Word. If, if it is so far, like profit is required. You, you yeah. can't not have profit. Otherwise, you have nothing. Yeah. The goal, my goal is how can I make as much money possible by doing this better than anybody else and making my customers happy that they paid what they paid for what we gave them. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. I'm your host. I've got Greg Giaquinto here on the King stage. My bearded brother, how are you? Doing well, thanks. Uh, it's almost like you practiced pronouncing my name. You did a great job. I appreciate, I appreciate that, that, you know, and, <laughs> and you're right. <laughs> I have no shame in my game. Names are important, actually, is really what I believe. Yeah. And I just try to be really, really honoring when it comes to names. And so I try my hardest. I've had some names on here, bro. I'm sure that I was so far off and they smiled and said, good job, just like you did, you know, made me feel really good about it, but I'm sure I butchered it, you know? <laughs> no, you did. And I a hundred percent agree with you. If you, and this, this is something that we've tried to correct is like, if I get a check from somebody or an email address and I see that our name, their name and our system is wrong, I get, I, I got to change it right then. I got to stop yeah. what I'm doing and fix it. Cause I hundred percent agree with you, but no, you did great. It was perfect. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I feel good. Whether you're lying to me or not, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. The, you're right. The, the, the importance really of people, and it's probably one of the coolest parts about this show that, you know, specifically that we're going to go with, through together today with you is because you and I had a chance to meet in person already. This is not something that is, is super typical for my guests because a lot of guests were across the country and, and we, they come through our process, our podcast process, just like you did. But I haven't had a chance to meet them in person yet, typically. And so we've had some interaction back and forth. We've had some fairly cool conversations about business and just like people and like the importance and seeing people. And so it kind of ties into the name. Like if, if you see people, you see their name, you see what's important to them, you see them, right? Would you agree yep. with those things? Absolutely. Well, let's jump off here. Greg, tell us what kind of business that you got, brother. So the business that I have that you know generates revenue is our, our family garage door business brief background on that. My father's side job, right? He's a firefighter. He did garage doors for a little bit before that. Never really planned to do anything with it. Although he did name it JAG and Sons, which is, you know, great honor, you know that, but obviously it wasn't named with marketing in mind, which is kind of tough sometimes. Yep. But, you know, I went through some things in my life, you know, decisions that I made and, and the path that I, I went down and Ended up in a career that I wasn't happy with. And I decided one day I wasn't going to live like that anymore. Yeah. Fell back on garage doors. And I actually just posted a picture that I found going through some old stuff. 2016 with tools and parts in the back of a Toyota Highlander. 
from before <laughs> we had more than one truck. And now our oldest truck is the 2017. We've got three three full-size trucks that were running plus my father's. So and then I just picked up like a kind of a sales sales vehicle. Yeah. So that's where I'm at now. That's my business, my, you know, generates income for me. And then I have a couple other things that are, you know, hobbies, but they're also networking and yeah. stuff that I may be able to generate income with at some point. One of them you're looking at is that Elite Entrepreneurs logo. That was a, a Facebook group that I, I was doing for a while and made some good connections there. And then I was able to start, you know, still engaging with that audience just through my regular page, yeah. which more people see. So that kind of, I, I just stick with that for now. I haven't abandoned the Elite Entrepreneurs Facebook thing yet. It may evolve into something else, which is why I left it up there. So you got that. I also do a weekly podcast. Love it. What's the name? Drop it on us. So that is Monday Morning Mindset. And it's mindset with a Y because it's my mindset. Love it. And in it, I like to share things with people that I've learned because I don't come from a business background. I don't come from an entrepreneur background. So yeah. every single thing that I've done, I've had to learn myself or reach out to like, you know, mentor or, or somebody, right? Because yeah. you can't afford to pay for all that stuff when you're just yeah. figuring it out. So, right. you know, that's one of my ways. I've been doing that for a year through a mutual connection of ours, Ryan Lucia, He's got Torsion yeah. Talk podcast. So it's kind of on his network. And so that's another thing that I do. I do have a sponsor on there, which is awesome. He's... Yeah, really cool. Dave Mount, Mount on site. You throw his name out there because he's absolutely. Awesome. We need to get uh, Dave on this show. Apparently, you you could you could. He's a uh, he's a part of this kind of movement. I'll call it that. I'm also involved in. We're trying to bring the garage door world up to speed with yeah. like HVAC, plumbing, electrical, and there's a huge gap in education which Dave is actively filling. And that's also something that I, I'm passionate about is, you know, bettering the industry for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, we've, we've, we've already connected on this, this vein, <clears throat> obviously some of my team members and you are, are in talks about doing some, some conferences together, us coming to the Northeast and yep. serving some other door owners in your area and, and even maybe doing something cool with your team. But but the reality, like our like-mindedness there is like what you just said is like, okay, there's an industry that maybe from history's past is a certain way. Mm. And, but the cool part is that there's just, there's people in there. Like it yep. goes back to how we started this podcast, right? Yep. They're just great people. A lot of times guys, like you said, with not necessarily like a business or a corporate or a, like a structured background. And uh, that's guys like me and you single mom family had no one to teach me business. Like I learned it all myself, just like you, of course, through mentors and YouTube videos and books. And, yep. but for the most part, it's like, man, we're just, just a regular guy out here just doing the thing, you know? So I think that, uh, I think that that perspective, especially now as guys like you and I get to give back on a podcast like this, as well as yeah. then industry, even specific stuff, it's part of being a King. It's like that mindset of like, okay, it's not just about me anymore. There's other people that are counting yep. on me. Would you agree with that? hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's one of the, like you use the word perspective a couple of times there. That's one of the themes. That's one of the big things that I always come back to on my 
my show. It is a short show. It's just me. You know, it's not for everybody, but it's for some people. And those are the people that I'm looking to connect with. And that's, that's what it's about. And cool. people, 100%. Networking, 100%. Mentors, there's nobody, maybe there's some people, I, I won't discount everybody, right? I, won't, I can't speak for the whole, but there's right. nobody gets where some of, our, you know, our people that we look to, or there's people that look to you, there's people that look to me. Nobody in this process got there by themselves. Right. If you're afraid to ask for help or go to a mentor or pay a coach or join a networking group, or if you're afraid to invest in yourself and be vulnerable, you're not going to make it. You, yeah. I can't say that. Maybe you'll make it, but it's a lot more lonely that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I was just having a conversation yesterday. I was on a show as a guest with Carrie Siggins and she had been on my show previously, but she runs a $100 million business, employee-owned, incredible company, manufacturing. And you know, she was, we were talking about this topic, which is like, she's got a story and she's even shared it with her employees where she like went down to the, the rock bottom, you know? Yeah. And we all had those moments when we're like, we don't have what we need personally. Like we can't pull up our own bootstraps as she and I talked about just yesterday. You, maybe you know that you need to pull them up. Maybe you don't. The reality is, is that sometimes you can like just do it yourself, but then there's other times where, you know, you need to, but you just can't quite reach them. And all you need is someone else just to pull them up just a little bit. And then yep. you, you can get it the rest of the way, which is the mentorship, the, the, you know, mastermind groups that you're talking about, the opportunity to go to conferences and, and pay or not pay locally, internationally, or across the country. All those things are an option, but it's up to the person to say, I need help. I'm not where I want to be. So then therefore it's going to push me into a scenario where I'm willing to get around other people, a mentor, someone who's got answers, someone who can help me pull up my bootstraps just a little bit. You know what I mean? And uh, absolutely. And the cool thing is you don't even have to be relying on people that are further along than you, like your peers, you, every hey. opportunity to learn something, we learn more. And I say that we collectively, because I think this applies to everybody. I believe this. Teaching is learning. Teaching is, is. learning. Yeah. So whatever stage I'm in, if I'm able to teach somebody something, it's reinforcing what I know. And also I'm learning from it because as you hear it coming out of your mouth and you're giving advice, you say you maybe reconsider it. You see it in a different perspective, a different light. And that's right. where growth comes from for me. So I, I, I'm very passionate about helping build others up because that's what's helped me get to where I'm at and helping me continue to get where I want to be. Yeah, you're so right. And if you have any sort of breath of integrity anywhere near the bones of who you are, you can't tell someone to do something and you not be doing it yourself. <laughs> nope. And you got to let people screw stuff up. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, we went deep quick. <laughs> yes, uh, we did. Some super good stuff. We could go days on this, but I want to get into your story a little bit. Sure. Before we get too much into the nitty gritty, I want to know about you specifically. Why? Why are you doing this? Why at this stage in the game? You're obviously a, a certain level of success. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Why? Why still? Why are you pushing hard now? Like what's what's left? What's the bigger picture? Give it to us. You can't do anything like this without jumping in with both feet. You've got to be committed. 
And yeah. just like you said about pulling up your bootstraps, not every day is going to be fun. That's right. If you ask an entrepreneur, a business owner, or anybody who's into any, any level of wanting to grow, they will give you cautious encouragement, I would say. Because you know as well as I do that not every day is a good day. That's right. But the good days far outweigh the bad. And when you're doing it for yourself, because honestly, when you, you take on something like this, you end up working more than you would at a 40-hour job, right? 100%. You take it everywhere with you. Guaranteed. But I, I've actually <laughs> got a, you know, a why statement, right? Yeah. And that's something that I was able to do because I'm in it with both feet. And the people I look up to care about this stuff and sometimes you don't really see it until you you know i kind of had a, a revelation one day and this is just in the back of my mind all the time and so my why is to provide an environment that enabled me to be the best version of myself that i can be to be truly great at something and to inspire those around me to excel at the things they want to be great at yeah. and that's at the core of everything that i do including employing other people that's right yeah. The, you know, there's a lot of companies listening right now who don't have core values that don't have a mission statement, a purpose statement, a vision statement. You have taken it to another level. You've got a personal why statement, as you call it. How did you get to that place? Like for the guy listening right now, it's like, well, that sounds cool, but then they might forget it, right? Like they're mm -hmm. going to, after they're done with this podcast, they're going to forget me and you, <laughs> let alone the fact that you personally have a why statement. But what I want them to leave with is, why should they have it? And then how did you establish like that you needed this? Looking to mentors, right? Seeing what people who I look up to are doing, things that have helped them become successful. If you're not listening to audiobooks or reading books or doing whatever research, reading professional articles, connecting with people in your industry, like I can't express how critical it is to be that involved. Right. You have to be in it a hundred percent. There is no, I think it's, I think it go back to audiobooks and reading. I think this came from Grant Cordone, right? To be obsessed. There is no balance. You have to be obsessed, not with just your work. You've got to be obsessed with everything you do. You've got to give a hundred and a hundred plus percent to everything that you do. Yeah. And what this does is, it, for me, I, I forget stuff. I'm horrible, horrible at it. Recall's terrible, memory's terrible. I got to take notes. And so I've got a running log of notes. I use Google Drive mostly, yeah. and I've got a running log of notes. And every once in a while, I'll revisit it, or I'll open it up and say, hey, I haven't looked at this in a while. How has my perspective right. changed? What have I learned since I started thinking about this, and how can I add to this? And so my why statement wasn't something that just came to me because right. I just thought of it. This right. was like, I think uh, you're familiar with Simon Sinek or Sinek. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's, what's my why, right? That's him, I believe. So listen to his book a couple of times while I'm out for a walk in the morning and just constantly thinking about it. It's always on the back burner right now. So I have my why statement. I have core values. Right now, the thing that's always in the back of my mind is what is my mission statement? Right. So I might think of something and I've, I've been able to develop a little bit of like 
I'll use the word discipline, but it's like, damn it, Greg, like, do this. Like, you always say you're going to do this. Do it. Write it down. Write it down right now. And I'll go write it down. I have to do it right then while it's fresh. I write it down. And eventually, this becomes a series of notes or or a paragraph or a sentence. And then just click. Yeah. I know why I do this. This is a principle. Obviously, you're you're talking, you know, this this personal revelation, this like inner work that you're doing. Yep. But we do this for our companies, <clears throat> and I know that you've done it for yours. But I'm just even thinking about your comments a couple minutes ago about wanting to change an industry, right? Like you've got a passion for the door industry and the guys that are in the door industry and raising up, you know, these people. And you know. I, I, I'm in the, I'm in the service space as well. But then in addition to that, I just built a home and, and then as a homeowner, we all have these experiences with service companies Mm -hmm. and it's like, there is such a gap between what you're talking about in a company level versus everybody else. I'll give you an example. What you just said, as far as like, Oh, I heard it. I need to write it down right away. You know how many times I did a walkthrough in this house as we were building it with whatever trades guy. And it was like, oh yeah, we're going to put a light there. We're going to put a whatever there, 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 you know, whatever. Nothing was written down. We had to do it again and again. And it was, and turned up wrong. And then this and that. And unfortunately for my builder, (laughs) he just didn't realize that I'm one of the most particular people out there. (laughs) And we're going to get it done right. And it really pisses me off that we had to do it again. Right. So why don't we just create a process here? Why are you not writing this down? Or better yet, why is it not on an iPad in a fillable PDF so that you can email it to your office? Oh, that's right. You don't have any of that set up. (laughs) Which, okay, so now we're talking about super practical stuff. However, it ties down into what you're talking about, which is like, okay, what do I believe about myself? And am I somebody who cares enough to put these things in place, business-wise or personal-wise? What would you add to this? Well, so... you mentioned I'm I'm a contractor. We come we do labor, you know, we provide a service, but it's it involves materials and labor. It's different yeah. from like building a website or coaching or or whatever. And you mentioned the people that come work on your house. So let's let's stick with that, right? Because now we're on topic. This is what this is what I do. I've started paying attention to that. I used to fix a lot of stuff on my own. Yeah. Until I realized, you know, well, I just spent a week <laughs> fixing something that would have taken a plumber a day and on your I own spent house, right. $800 on tools that I might use again in 10 years. Like yeah. how, how twisted is that? Like we think that way, like we think that's yeah. valuable, but what's really valuable is our time. And in this circumstance, this contractor, what are you most frustrated about? He wasted your time. Yeah. Right. Your time is valuable, but so is his. He's wasting right. your time and he's wasting his. He's hit, yeah, exactly. So there's so many, there's so much software out there and it's so easy to use. We use, we use a software for our, you know, it's like a basic CRM and it's, we use it for scheduling and our price book and everything. And it's pretty intuitive. You know, the technicians, which there's a contractors, technicians. I find that people who work with their hands and who are really good at their hands are really bad at returning phone calls and writing stuff down. And I know 100%. this because that was me. Yeah. And, yeah. and when I learned that this is a, a weak point and then watching how my father does things and, and 
take a note on a napkin from his driver's seat and then like <laughs> oh hey get, I, never called, <laughs> I never called chaz back about that light fixture i totally forgot where's his yeah. phone number i can't find it i know i wrote it down and it's on a napkin that's rolled up in a ball under his seat and that yeah. that doesn't make him a bad person it doesn't make him a bad contractor it doesn't make him bad at his job it just makes him bad at writing stuff down and following up yeah that's you know and and your thing right is is getting how can how can you help people get to the next level right how do you get from six figures to seven figures from seven to eight so i'm in a i'm in this position where i'm in you know our business does seven figures and that was seemingly looking back on it easy to do when i was figuring it out it wasn't easy right right but now that i'm here i'm like wow i did some pretty simple stuff and it, it worked because i just listened to what chad said about you know listening to what he wanted right you know it's those simple things yeah listening to the customer yeah making sure that you're hearing their needs and then don't have like and you're a sales guy right so the biggest thing if someone asks for something, don't tell them they don't want it. Just tell them how you can provide the best version of it and how much it's going to cost. They say yeah. yes or no. Yeah. Easy enough. Yeah. Providing options. It doesn't have to be about a persuasion, <clears throat> although there's obviously communication that can be beneficial. Yeah. I love everything that you just said. So for any contractor listening, obviously those things are, those things are incredibly, you know, helpful, even in, even in our remodeling company, it's the same thing, a little different than, you know, service, but it's still home service where it's like, we're going into someone's home. I'm trying not to waste time. I'm curating this experience. Yep. You know, where they've experienced nothing like this before. And it's like, Whoa, first off professional, everything showed up on time. Like, Oh my goodness. What a, what a thought, you know? Yep. But, but even before you showed up, like, what was the phone call like? And how was it, how did that go? And was there, was there a process there? And how did we make them feel through the communication? And was there follow-up in an email and a text? And do they know exactly who's coming? Maybe even a picture of the tech on the way. And like a lot of really cool stuff that can happen that builds experience and trust. So that way, when the sale quote unquote happens, it doesn't have to be this persuasion, twist your arm. It's they know and trust you and like you, you have what they need. You give them options. They pick the best one. You do the work. You create a relationship. And now it's about curating that experience for future business or future referrals. And 100%. obviously, there's so many cool things that go into that. But you just gave so many super practical things there, all the way down to writing it down. <laughs> it's so simple. It's the, it really is the simple stuff. Taking a minute now to write it down and put it in a place where you can find it yeah. is go. I promise you, is yeah. going to save you time. Yeah. And we think of that as like, I don't have time to write this down. I'll right. remember it. You're not yeah. going to. No, you don't. You're yeah, not. It's, it's, the, it's the proverbial <laughs> chasing the tail. Like you're always yeah. just chasing the tail. Like yep. stop the madness. Stop the downward spiral, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so some advice, like if you're, if you're in, like if you're running a six-figure business or even because there's different businesses, right? So yeah. the position we're in as a, you know, a, low seven figure, a new seven figure business, looking to increase our efficiency, get better at what we're doing, just blow it up from there. Right. You could be at any stage and it always, it always comes back to those simple things yeah. and build in the processes. Yeah. And if you're not willing to spend some time, like it's a 
there's so many cliches, right? So many cliches. Work in the business versus working on the business. Totally. They have so much meaning and that holds so much weight. Yep. And it it is yes, it's kind of cliche, but you got to work on the business. It's, it's otherwise that people say it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Build those processes. Evaluate what's working, what's not working. Yeah. Listen well, for you yourself. and anyone else listening who's curious about the the newly seven figure, because it is different. You're 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 right. There's certain principles that you carry going forward. Yep. But it's fuel at that point. You've you seemingly got the process. You need to maximize the process, right? Yeah. You need to really, really dial in the process. But now it's fuel. It's marketing, dollars being spent. It's a it's a super pin tight sales process with probably some sales people, which is key roles, which is my next point, which is you can't do it all yourself. Like a no. lot of times guys will get no. to that seven figure mark and they're running around like, oh my goodness. And they got two other guys with them. It's like, whoa, stop, <laughs> stop. You are doing way too much. And I don't even know how you got this far. Stop. We need yeah. to start building a team. And, and that's different from just hiring a guy versus putting key roles and like, okay, what does the business look like? Like you said, working on the business. Yep. Okay. So I step back. Like, okay, I got departments here. Maybe they don't feel like departments because it's you and a couple, you know, two, three, four, maybe 10 people, but they're departments. Let's look at the business like it is and let's start strategically building those sections so that it's not just you, to your point. And that's the fuel. It's like, okay, we got people, we got money in marketing, we got a pin tight sales process. We're working on our experience on the back end to just, you know, create raving fans. And it's like, man, this now becomes a machine that starts like really cranking. If the right mindset is in the in the owner, which is what you have, that was like on the tip of my tongue, waiting to say mindset. Like, oh, that's it's it. there, it. man. It, it it's all in your mindset, and you know yeah. we'll bring the sales thing into it again. Sales, I I always looked at sales as like you know shady used car salesman, right? Right. Sales yeah, a lot of people a dirty do. Dirty word. It, if it is so far, like profit is required. You, you yeah. can't not have profit, otherwise you have nothing. Yeah. The goal, my goal is how can I make as much money possible by doing this better than anybody else and making my customers happy that they paid what they paid for what we gave them. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. If if you, if you dissect, if the listener just slows down for a half second and actually studies what you just said, it's a game changer because you start thinking about the business like a business number one, but yep. then you start thinking about the value that's being provided. So to say it like this, because obviously this is some of the work that we're doing with the event that we're coming up to the Northeast yep. with and some of the other door companies. But if you can understand what I'm trying to leave my customer with. So as a door company, there's a certain experience that I'm trying to take them through a certain trust and a certain relationship that I'm building. We're at the end. They've paid me more, maybe even three times as much. But the experience and the trust and the everything that I brought them through was so premium and so perfect that they were happy to pay it. And they left me a crazy review of like, I would never hire anybody else. Well, so I was like, how do I have, how do I have this guy or this gal, Mr. Or Mrs. Jones paying me three times as much as anybody else. And they're happy about it. Well, yep. it's because there was value. Well, what is the value? Well, I can tell you, it wasn't you showing up and lubing some springs, right? Right, right. You've got to provide options. You've got to listen. You've got to be there for the customer and give them what they're asking for. You know, we're the professional. They can call you and say, hey, my door won't open. And we know, okay, it's either the motor's broken or the spring's broken. They'll tell you, yeah, I push the button and it opens and it doesn't work. The motor's broken. We get there and the spring's broken. 
We know, <laughs> we know they're not a garage door installer or technician. Right. That's why they're calling us. Yeah. So they can't do it, won't do it. Yeah. Or don't want to do it. Hundred percent. And for us to be prepared to show up, to know what we're doing, show up with parts on the truck, nine out of ten times, we can leave you with a working door in one visit. That has value. I want the time that you make the phone call to the time that John, we have a guy, John, answering the phone for us now. He, he actually lives in Texas. You, awesome. you, you met John. Yeah. Maybe you met yeah, John. Yeah. yeah. Great personality. Great guy. I, like, I've never seen, I didn't believe like someone could be that positive and then I meet him in person and he, he is the he's, guy that he is. He's legit. <laughs> he, 100%. And, you know, he's, he's, one of the key parts right you don't have to you know charging more money or being profit driven doesn't mean that you're not good to people it doesn't mean that you're ripping people off now if you're going to charge three times as much and then you know throw a used part on there and give a taillight warranty yeah you're ripping someone off but if john answers the phone and the person is like in a better mood when they get off the phone and then Jim shows up and fixes right. their door in one visit and gave them three options and they got to pick what they wanted done. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's all great stuff. And you don't, you know, you don't do that by just being the guy in the truck. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you it's can't, tough. you need it's other tough. people. You need yeah. John to answer the phone. You need John to help do the, the, the service calls, you know, you need, and, and I like, you know, so with the contractor stuff, we talk about pipeline, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. You have a sales pipeline, right? But you also have to always be looking for people, right? You've got to have that pipeline open. Yeah. Right. So we have, we have, we got a job posting up now. So we're always hiring, always hiring, yep. which is great. It's It's and until you do it and you invest right. the money, you don't see the value. Right? I oh, see yeah. the value now. And then we've also got a couple of younger guys working for us. Devin and Ben, and they're great guys, and they're the right guys for us. They don't know anything about garage stores, but if you got a good attitude, yep. you want to learn, I will give you yeah. whatever resources and opportunities you will take advantage of. Yeah, and that's part of our pipeline too. We're training guys. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's all it's all it's such a big peak picture, and I think you started this conversation with people. Yeah. Right, Something like that, hundred <laughs> percent comes down to people. That's it. Relationships, it people. Yeah, you know, Greg, I don't, I don't, I don't do this often as far as like really share like personal stories or even from my business often in the show. But I think that because we're talking contractor, I want to, I want to flip the coin and make it so relatable because it's, it. A lot of contractors feel that well, if if you're not in my business specifically, then, then like, I don't like I'm I'm shut off. I don't listen to you. Just fine. There's value in industry specific detail, but what we're talking about is experience. What we're talking about is sales process. What we're talking about is people development. Like these are all business concepts that every business goes through. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a quick little story with edible arrangements, retail franchise. I owned seven of them at one point, three States, 65 plus employees. And oftentimes when someone walks in, to an edible arrangement store. And one of my folks is working there and they take an order or it's over the phone. Right. 
And it's, it's grandma Betty. She calls in and she's looking for a fruit basket, right? And my team member has two options. We can, we can sell to them maybe what our pocketbook tells us to sell from, or we can help them get exactly what they want, which could be the same. It also could be much more. And so in this example of grandma Betty, grandma Betty calls in, she's looking for a basket. We don't really ask why she just, we ask for maybe a couple people and, and we get her what we call our, our delicious celebration. You know, maybe it comes with half the strawberries dipped in chocolate and it goes out the door at $65. Right. And it's good. Fine. Grandma Betty does her thing. We have no idea what she's doing with it. It's fine. It's it. There's no review left. There's no, there's no real much in response, but the other option is this grandma, Betty, what, what, what are we doing here? What, what do we, what do we need a fruit basket for? Well, my, my, my grandson, Johnny is playing in the soccer tournament this weekend and they're playing in the championship game. Really? You don't say, okay, how many people on that soccer team? What are we going to be using this for? This is going to be after the game celebration. Okay, cool. So these are kids. So we're trying to go healthy, but you want some chocolate on that pineapple and strawberries, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. And then your grandson, what's his Jersey number? Oh, it's 11. Great. I'm going to put his Jersey number in pineapple numbers on top. And right. oh, by the way, you said soccer, right? Like, okay, if I could put this whole basket in a soccer ball container, wouldn't that be cool? She's like, just boom, 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 like all this stuff going off. And grandma Betty walks away with a $175 basket, right? She's not looking for a fruit tray. She would have gone to, you know, price chopper for a fruit tray. <laughs> yeah. She's looking for, wow. She's yep. looking for experience, right? She's looking for the expert. If I'm looking for the, in the, in the, in the garage door, right? 100%. So grandma Betty presents this huge package. It's got balloons. Congratulations. It's got her grandson's, uh, you know, 11 in the pineapple numbers. It's got chocolate, this and that. And guess what? you know, grandson, Johnny is the man on his team and grandma Betty is the grandma, right? Because that's really what it's about. It's about status, right? The whole, our whole lives is about status and her experience is incredible. She spent three times as much. Yep. And she loved every minute of it. How do we do that in the garage door industry? How do we do that in the HVAC industry? How do we do that in the remodeling business? How do we do it within a, in a building of a house? Like it comes down to all the principles that you're just talking about. First off, if you don't remember stuff, <laughs> write it down. And guess what? Even if you do, write it down because guess what? You shouldn't be that guy for very long anyway. And you should right. write it down and record yourself in a video and put it in a folder so that someone else can be trained for that position like next week. You know what I mean? Yep. And you just gave us a story about a fruit basket, right? About a fruit basket. Anyone could buy fruit, but she came there and she got this wow experience. That's right. She paid for it. She was happy with it. Experience is anybody could sell a thing, but if you can give someone an experience that they remember and that makes them happy, right? Yeah. Why, why, like, I don't know, why are we all here? We all want to be happy, yeah. right? We want some freedom. We want some happiness. We don't want to be sad and miserable and lonely. Nobody wants that. So you listened to her. You gave her a great experience. She brought this thing and was the best grandma ever, right? That's awesome. And you can do that with garage doors you can do that by changing an air filter in a in a air conditioning unit yep. it's not about what you're selling Sounds it's about it's yeah it's about how you're conducting your business yeah right and it comes down to what are your values who yeah. do you align with and i don't need to only go to garage door company owners for advice that would be crazy yeah. I need to go talk to Chaz about how, how, how is his customer service so great, you know, selling fruit baskets, right? Right. Every contractor that I deal with, and I, I told you that I used to do a lot of stuff myself. I learned that it's not, not always the best way. Yeah, it's cool. Like, 
I, yeah, I changed a couple doorknobs and like, oh, look, I, I you know, DIY, right? That's fun. You want to take on a project with your husband, your wife, your kids and, and make it an experience, right? Sure. That's yep, what we're talking exactly. about it, the experience. Yep. I don't want to come home at the end of my day and say hi to my kids and then go, you know, renovate my bathroom until two o'clock in the morning. That sucks. Yep. I want to do what I'm good at and then pay somebody for what they're good at. Yeah. And I pay attention to every contractor that comes into my house and how they conduct themselves. And this is so important to me in general. Even if you go to Dunkin' Donuts, I don't care if the person's having a bad day, your contractor comes to your house and they miss something, they mess something up. Give them, you know, give them a fair shot, right? You go to Dunkin' yeah. Donuts, the girls, you know, hey, what do you want? Say something nice. Exactly. Love it. Smile at her. You know, yeah. the guy comes into your house to work on your furnace. Hey, man, I've cleared some space for you. Do you need anything? Can I get you a bottle of water? Treat people like people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Spread yeah. that. Like, that's contagious. It's contagious. It is. Contagious. It is. So you it's give them that, that opportunity. Would say that. Yeah, it from a business perspective. The rest of their day. Yeah. That's so good, man. It's so good because it's, it, I mean, you laid it on us on the reverse side. Uh, that's not your expectation on your people, although it is. We were over here talking about the listener being who we're talking about being as a business owner, mm-hmm. but in all the other areas of their life. I don't know if they caught mm-hmm. that, but that's what I wanted to just make sure that they knew you were talking about. Yeah. Yep. You got to you look at it from every perspective, right? What's the perspective from the other side? I yeah. try to, we use some automations. We use different software. Every once in a while, I'll throw myself in as a customer. And let those automations fire off. And like, am I harassing people? Is my punctuation good? Does this present well? Or is this like just dog crap? Like, what are we putting out there? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It all matters. Okay. I want to go, I want to go practical on you again. Yep. I want to talk about a good decision that you've made. Something in the business that uh, you can look back on and go, dude, this one thing that I did, I'd do it over and over again. Hire someone. It's just anybody it's just, just go down to just, the street. <laughs> like if you got to, that's, you can't get out of the truck. If you're the only guy in the truck or the only girl in the truck. Yeah. I put off hiring someone and it essentially what it came down to was not making a decision. Right. 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 Maybe Which is not a having the confidence. That is a, that is the worst decision you can make right. is not making any decision at all. And when I say hire someone, you know, do your due diligence. Don't, you know, yeah, I knew you were kidding, but you know, you have to, you got to find, you know, the right person. If you can't find the right person, find someone that you can train, have your pipeline full for, for team members, just like you have your pipeline full for work or for sales. You got to have that pipeline full too. And so I, I, if you're the only person and you're putting off hiring somebody, you have to, you have to hire someone. You can't not. And once I hired someone and got them out on the road and yeah, there was growth. There was growth. Yeah. There was mistakes made. They made mistakes. I made mistakes. You, you can't do something. You know, I used to think you had to know how to do it before you could do it. That's, that's, right. that's a terrible thought process. Yeah, you got to have a, a plan and you got to try. And then if it doesn't work out, 
you got to figure out why and try something else. Yeah. But definitely yeah. best decision I made early. I mean, it, it, I waited too long to sure. hire somebody. That was the first decision that I made that had a big impact on the business. Yeah. Love it. What about a bad choice? Something that you did that was a disaster. Say, oh, we'll just take it back to the same thing. Waiting too long to make a decision and thinking that I had to know how to do something before I knew how that's, okay. that is the worst choice that I made in this whole process. I wouldn't nail it down to like, I didn't, I didn't like spend a million dollars on inventory that I never used. You know what I mean? There wasn't like one bad decision. My bad decision was choosing not to make decisions. Yeah, that's really good. I want to dive in just to just maybe another 30 seconds or so to the, I didn't think I, I had, or I, I had to think I I thought that I had to knew it, know it yep. before I could do it. <clears throat> yep. I share this with you because it's actually why, you know, at 24 years old, I was looking at businesses. I had looked at, you know, I looked at everything, bro. Like service companies. I looked at furniture. I looked at franchises. I looked at smoothies. I looked at, I mean, you name it, you name it <laughs> two years. Almost. I looked at it. Sales background, a single mom family. So not handy whatsoever at this point, you know, I've, I've become handy, but you know, the landlord, real estate, owning my own company and, and, and my own home, you know, so <laughs> I still don't hire it though, but going back here, I'm not handy. So I stayed away from the service, the home service industry, because I'm like, well, I, I don't know how to install a garage door. I don't know how to put on a roof. I don't know how to clean. I, I didn't, yep. I didn't know any of that. So that's actually what it didn't deter me, but it, it pushed me towards more something that I felt like I could pick up on easier. Like, well, I can build a fruit basket. You cut some fruit, put it in there, like, you know, whatever. And, and, and so even though that was limited mindset, like what you're talking about, it, it put me on a trajectory. It's fine. I obviously think differently now, but what would you say to that guy listening? Who's in that same boat that we were, which is like, well, how am I supposed to do that? If I don't know, how am I supposed to train it? How am I like, there's all these questions that we have, right? Like, what would you, you say? You can kick the tires all day and you can kick that thought back and forth all as long as you want and nothing, nothing will ever, ever, ever happen. Nothing will happen if you just stick with that. So for me, I was familiar with garage doors. I said, okay, how can I take garage doors and make money with it? And then I had this, you know, some eye-opening experiences that, hey, people can really make money doing this. And then I say, okay, I'm going to try and make this a business. I didn't say, I'm going to open a garage door business. I said, I know how to put in a garage door. Let's see where this goes. Let me start. And that was the path. You said, I don't know anything about installing garage doors or put it in a sink. And you chose a path. But what did you know about making fruit baskets when you made that choice? Right. Well, nothing. But I knew how to market and to sell, right? Previous retail experience and previous phone sales experience. So I knew I could, yep. I knew I could close deals. That's okay. what I knew. So you took something you were familiar with. And yep. some things that you knew yep. and applied it to something that you don't know. Very good. I took garage doors, which I knew, knew yep. nothing about marketing, knew nothing about sales, nothing about people, nothing about, but I literally only knew garage doors, right? I know, I know stuff, right? But from running a business, yeah. the only part of running the business that I knew was someone called me, they asked me to fix something and I went and fixed it. And that was it. Yep. I, I had one familiar point and that's where I jumped off from. If I knew what I know now, would I go back and start a garage door business? Yeah. I can't say. I don't know. Sure. But I started from someplace 
and then just kept doing things that were like, well, what's next? What else can I do? Just how can I make this better? So you have to just, again, not making a decision is a really bad decision. So if you got something you're familiar with, sales, marketing, check out fruit baskets. If you know how to fix stuff, see if you can turn that into something. If you don't know anything, pick someone who does and who's willing to spend the time with you. Because I guarantee you, and I know this from personal experience, someone who's good at something and has put in the time to learn and do better at it knows that they're not perfect at it, but they know a lot of stuff. And if they see that you are willing to put in the time and effort, they will give you all of the answers because they know if you don't do anything with it, that's your problem. And if you do do something with it, there's a 99% chance that you're going to be so grateful, which gratitude is a a big part of it. We could do a whole other episode on gratitude. They're going to be so great. You're going to be so grateful for what they gave to you that you are going to do whatever you can. And that's the difference between a mentor versus like going to college. Yeah. So true. There's a, there's a a give and there's a return. And some of that return for your mentor is the satisfaction of knowing that they passed along something good. Yeah. So even if you know nothing, find somebody that you look up to and ask them questions. Start someplace. How to learn. Yeah. How to learn. Jump now. Don't wait. Take what you have. I mean, so many, like you said earlier, even cliche statements we can pull out of the last five minutes, but the listener should should probably pause, go back and listen again because that was incredible. I want to transition to our speed round. I want to ask you in the in this garage door conglomerate that you're building, what is the most important KPI or, or how I like to say it? If you could only pick one thing to track forever and ever, what would it be? I am an efficiency, like I'm obsessed with efficiency. So everything I look at is how how much... So I guess, I guess the answer would be profitability, right? So you, you need to track your profitability. How efficiently can we do this job to make the most amount of money possible while still adhering to our mission statement, our core values, while still connecting with people, stay, taking care of people. Profit's not a dirty word. Yeah. If Without profit, you have no business. And right. if, you, if you pay attention to only one thing, how efficiently can we, like what can we, earn on this amount of production, whether it's man hours, women hours, you know, be inclusive here, like labor hours, right? Yeah. You know, what are we looking at? How efficient can we be? Let's look at our profit. And then like, you have to make decisions based on that because at the end of the day, it's a business. And if something is not making money, it's, it's, what is it here for? You can't help people. You can't give back. You can't mentor. You can't donate money if you don't have money. Yeah. It takes, it takes, it, it, it's, it's funny because people like to run, you know, from this reality that it, it takes it, but all the people that I know that, like you said, can't give or that don't give, or that, you know, are, are chasing their tail. Like we talked about earlier, it's usually because they have problems that they can't solve because they, they don't have the money to do so. They're not paying close enough attention to it at least. So that's awesome. What, what book or maybe podcast or other resource would you recommend for someone trying to grow their business? Uh, I do a lot of audiobooks. Some of them are really 
crappy to listen to, but they have a lot of value. I'm going to give you, yeah. I'm going to give you a few books because they okay. have different purposes, right? So I can't give you just okay. one, but some books that have been most impactful on me are the energy bus. Okay. There's a really a good little, one. little tidbit there. It's a, exactly what it sounds like. The energy bus is basically what you put out, you get back. And it's, it's uh, it. this journey for this guy who, you know, it's kind of like a ho-hum, you know, not happy at work, not happy at home. And then how he turns it around, right? Right. right. Just by his attitude. Right. So the energy bus is a good one. Atomic habits, right? We're creatures of habits. How can you, how can you, what do you do when you first wake up in the morning? Has an impact on everything you do for your day. So atomic habits is a good one. That's for anybody, business owner, non-business owner. Jocko, everybody knows and loves Jocko. He can be tough to listen to, but yeah. extreme ownership. Yeah. Really, really impactful. Yeah. Owning, owning your decisions. And then how can, like, if, even if someone else makes a decision that causes a chain reaction, what could I have done differently to help? And that's big with developing processes for business. That's right. Okay. I asked Chaz to do X, Y, Z, and he did X and Y. I don't know why he didn't do Z. How can I, what did I do? What can I do differently? Right. Yeah. So extreme ownership. And then how to win friends and influence people. That's another great, great book. One. Wow. Like interpersonal skills, dealing with people fantastic book those are my top four books okay. highly recommend all four of them yeah we'll put we'll put links to all those in the show notes for the listener but dude what a, what a gamut of classics and yet so practical and you kind of like i don't know if you realize this but you kind of divvied up the different angles you know of, of what it takes to be successful yep. and you're right it, it takes ingredients from all those things so i appreciate that what are your thoughts on intentionally networking and or masterminding with other entrepreneurs if you're not doing one or both, why? Yeah. I don't see the value <laughs> in it. I don't know. Why do yeah. I need to do it, Greg? <laughs> why, why are we here right now? You know, we're, we're, we're here. This is, we're doing this it right is now. networking. I met you at a, a paid networking event that I went yeah. to. And we're all here to help each other. And networking, there's networking with peers and, and whatnot. But mastermind groups and paid networking groups there someone is driving it and someone is being compensated to oversee the whole thing sure which has value and it helps connect like-minded people and it helps i've i've learned so much through networking mentorship and like I'm in a peer networking group that I pay to be in. And it's like, I, I see the value. You have to, you have to trust it at first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. Maybe, maybe, you know, you give it a shot. Maybe you try a couple of networking groups before you find one that, that's the right fit for you. But that's I promise right. you, if you try a couple and find something that fits, yeah, you will, even just from a personal growth standpoint, let's yep. say, Let's say there's a zero dollar ROI, the amount of personal growth and friendships and networking yep. opportunity is yep. invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right to on the I, I've never really shared this in in response to somebody's answer here, but you're right. Sometimes it's a group or two that you have to go through first to be able to find your tribe, as they say, maybe. Or even in the tribe. You know, like we have this with Gathering the Kings. I find out, you know, sometimes you know, that a lot of times people think that signing up for something, a coaching program, a mastermind group, getting on a podcast, going to an event, it's like, shoot it to me right here in the arm. It's the magic bullet. And it's not. What's the magic bullet, though, 
because there is one. It's the relationships that you just got done talking about. Yep. It's the other people, their experiences, their networks, connections, their answers and or questions to you, the tough love or feedback or encouragement, yep. all those things that come from the people. And so I've seen this even several times, even in my own mastermind group where someone joins thinking that it might be like hard hitting advice, which it is. Don't get me wrong. I think that you would agree with your group as well. It's like, oh, that was good. Let me write that down. But that's not like really the bullet that you're looking for, right? We talk about leveraging time, resources, and key relationships. And that key relationship piece is the ticket, right? Yep. So if there was ever a ticket, a golden ticket, you can join as many groups as you want to, and you can hop back and forth and around and around, but it's about you intentionally pouring into others, even inside of the group, because that's the yeah. return. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to be willing to give more than you expect to get. And that is where, that's where the return comes from. Yeah. Honestly, it's, you got to give more than, than you expect to get. That's where yep. it comes from. And you're, when you join a group like this, you're collectively solving problems. That's so right. If I have an employee issue or if you have a sales pipeline issue or if whoever, you know, each has, I'm having trouble with this problem. Have you ever run into this? Actually, yes. Here's what I did. By the way, I'm having trouble with this problem. Have you ever right. run into this? No, but let's figure it out together. That's right. That's it's, right. It's, that's, you know, it's a pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing experience to go through. So yeah, that's highly, cool, highly recommend it. Like if you're not, like if you're trying to learn and run and grow a business and you're not networking on that level, it, it you need to. Yeah. Need to. I did it for years without it thinking that, and not that arrogantly, I thought that I had all the answers necessarily. I just didn't think I, th I saw the value in paying for relationships, you know? Yeah. Got a guy, actually, actually a garage door guy in our group. And he said to me, this was just a couple months ago, he just joined and he goes, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize this, but what I needed was friends. <laughs> I was like, okay, so, so what you actually mean is this, is that you don't have anybody in your life. You have friends. I mean, he goes to church yeah. and he's got, you know, other people in his community. He doesn't have people that also own a certain type of business or a right. certain level of business that he can communicate like you're talking about yep. at this level. That's what he, he doesn't have that relatability. And yep. yes, like there's some good guys. And so it turns into friendship or relationship, but the, the relatability at that level is what yeah. you don't realize even that you're missing, which is what basically I, I didn't realize either early on. So I, I want to get to my next question here, which is about family. Cause I, I, mm -hmm. I prepped you a little bit on this question. You told me you have some good answers. So I want to, I want to definitely have time for this. There's this journey that I've been on personally, and I think every entrepreneur is on it, whether they've realized it or communicated it or even acknowledged it, <clears throat> is that we're obsessed with our business. You mentioned earlier obsession, you know, Grant Cardone, I've, you know, obsessed, be obsessed with the average, one of my favorite books, even way before that, back in the day, you know, thinking grow rich talks about burning desire and a definiteness of purpose. Like this is what this is. And, and we know that in business, this is how we become successful. I think the the gap though, is we don't apply those things in our marriage or in our kids as fathers. Yep. And so how have you been obsessed, if we're going to use that word, in all of those things? Because it's not one or the other. It's definitely not balance. There's how no are balance. you How are you doing this? There's no balance. There's give and take in everything we do in life. And I'm fortunate. A, a little backstory to share, share this with you. I, I was married before, got divorced. It was similar decision to my other career path. We ended up together, you know, kids stayed together decided I don't want my kids to see what example am I setting? Yeah. Right. 
I don't want them to think that this is what a healthy relationship is. And that was my final straw that made me decide this is it. Whatever fallout there is, I'll just deal with it. But yep. this is the decision that I need to make. And I made a decision and I stuck with it and it was a good decision. Was it easy? No, but I made it. Led to me meeting and marrying my best friend. Yeah. Okay. So I know not everybody's fortunate to have, you know, the relationship that I have. Same with business. Not every day is good. Right. Not every day is good. But some days are, you couldn't, you couldn't imagine it better. And then the rest of the days are in between are, are also good. You know, they're good days and there's give and take and there's respect and the same values that it takes to run a successful business. It also takes to be successful in your home life. Right. Pay attention. And I've actually told my wife this. If I am giving too much attention to the business, I need you to tell me. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, communicate hundred percent. Bad news is better than not getting any communication at all. Yeah. And that applies to everything in life, dealing with customers, dealing with family. So I have some, you know, some unique life experience that I do share with some, not others, you know, went through the divorce thing, left a a career that had pension benefits, like stable job union, like I left it all. It wasn't, making me happy i left that found things that did make me happy and because of what i went through i have a unique perspective and appreciation and i want to give as much as i can to what i do have and i'm not the best father every day i'm not the best business owner every day i'm not the best friend i'm not the best husband every day but i'm always trying equally in all of those aspects to do better And when I learn something that applies to business, sometimes that applies to being a better husband or being a better father. So there is no work or wife or kids. You have to be in all of it. And if you choose only the business, tell your wife and kids, you, you don't just tell her you want a divorce because it's not fair to hold somebody to that. Choose to be at all of it and choose to give 110% to all of it. Yeah. Well, that's I think stuff, I covered, man. think I covered everything. Yeah. Super vulnerable, man. I appreciate that. It, it's, it's real. It's honest. <clears throat> the, I guess the, the takeaway that I just me personally listening to that is that not only is it, is it a choice because you, you gave several examples of choices that you made, mm-hmm. but that it's, it's, it's intentional. Like you, you yeah. have to choose and then intentionally rechoose yeah. over and over again, which, which we know, we know I got to resign up to be dad today. I got to resign up to be husband yep. today. I got to resign up, but maybe the attitude underneath that is not that I have to resign up yet to I get to resign up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how do we um, think about it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mindset, right? My yep. mindset. Oh, yes, sir. A little, little plug there. Yes, All right. Sir. Last question here for you, Greg, I want to know, I got to know. If you could whisper in the younger Greg's ear, what would you say? Just, just keep on going. <laughs> just let it ride. Take it one day at a time. And I would not, you know, given what I've been through, I wouldn't change a thing because I wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. And I like that person. So 
Yeah. It's good, man. There's a, there's a powerful place to be when you can, when you can like where you are, you know, I also heard you say that you're grateful, but that you're not done. And we use this phrase in gathering the Kings quite a bit. I've said it on the show many, many times, but what you just said, even just highlighted it, which is like, man, grateful for where I'm come from. Definitely not done. Happy about where I'm at. Yep. Still places to go. There will always be more. And if you care more about the more than you do about where you are, then there's, there's no, there's no happiness there. Yeah. There's no gratitude. There's no place of peace in that moment. It's the journey. It's the life lessons. It's the bad days. It's the good days. And you can't, and you're, you're a religious guy. Obviously, right? The gathering Kings is a, right. So I'm, I'm very neutral when it comes to that. And we could do a whole, uh, I would love to even do a whole episode with you on that. Cause I have very neutral opinions on it, uh, but I respect it. And I understand the teachings and the, and the values of it. And I totally just took myself on a tangent and forgot where I was going with it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It, it, maybe it'll come back. I'll, I'll call you later and tell you what it was, but it, it, it's totally gone. But that's awesome. That, well, that's the life of an entrepreneur. We have, we're in so many directions all the time. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta realize that yeah. and stay focused, you know, yep. take notes and, write and, and that down, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Learn to live with um, the fact that you, I you have been more than valuable today. I don't know what more than valuable is maximum value. That. Thank you. How can the listener find you? So maybe they're in the Northeast and they need their garage door serviced or Maybe they want to pick your brain because yeah. they've related with what you said. So I'm definitely spend more than my fair share of time on Facebook. I owe a lot of my networking and finding mentors to it directly. It's it, yeah. it really shrunk the garage door world and got me in touch with a lot of really, really good people. You definitely can find me on Facebook. My name is going to be in the, the you know, title in the notes from the episode right but greg oh, yeah. giaquinto g-i-a-q-u-i-n-t-o you find me it's a public profile our business is j-a-g it's my father's name and sons overhead door we rank very well on on google in our area my, my boy ryan get it get it what he does does our seo you definitely find us by Googling us. And if you call the number that pops up online, you will get one of the most genuinely happy guys that answers the phone. If you call between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and, you know, he'll, he'll direct you to me. I'm not giving you my, my personal cell phone number. But <laughs> business, business number is 203-456-9133. So for all of your awesome. garage door needs in and around Connecticut, call me. If you're not in Connecticut, call me. And I guarantee you, I could find somebody in my network that can help you out. Awesome. Cause we, we work like that. So yeah, yeah. that's a pretty tight uh, group across the country yep. as we're learning. So Greg, again, you've just been incredible. Thank you for giving of your time and of your just knowledge and experience it's upon your family, upon your business, all the things that you have your hand to in 2023. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you, Chaz. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that. 
it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically who are grateful but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.